intuitate radio love relationships advice intuition we intertwine all that stuff and i'm your host medium and intuitive dating expert marissa liza pell and we have our co-host i'm your co-host cj weston relationship expert and strategist yes and and you have a a, a, a quote there on your I on do. your uh, computer what i pulled up a little quote by our friend romance guru and sage jack stedman Wow. And you know what? It's kind of interesting because he just doesn't call. He doesn't write. He just puts up these random black and white posts that have one quote like once a month. He has good reason for that. Why? He's removed himself from the circle. He's been in the circle. He's been in romance. He's achieved his goals. He has the woman of his dreams. And now he he takes a back seat and he just advises. He's like the, the star athlete who becomes coach. Yeah, but he's going to have to come on at some point and give us some... Maybe as like as somebody like we could disguise his voice or, or do something to kind of make him a little less uh, apparent. The hope would be that we get Jack Stedman, but as of now, he's strongly opposed to coming on the show. Could you read some of his quotes for, for, for our listeners? Well, let's take this one and, and talk about it. Magic can't be forced. Jack Stedman. Wow. Pretty simple, yet yet intense. Simple, but powerful. Yeah. And then there was one quote that like got me into him. Like a while ago, the first quote I ever read by him is love frees all schedules. Love frees all schedules. Jack Stedman. Now, that that takes all the guesswork out of things. If, if you're dating someone or you're just going on a first date or even if you're dating somebody for a few months or even a year, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. Work's calling. I have to work late. I, I can't. I have to go to the mother-in-law's uh, birthday bunny party. I'm booked most nights this week. <laughs> this was We've reviewed all of this and, right. and it comes down to... They might as well just say, I'm full and I don't want to see you again. I'm not into you. But they beat around the bush because love does free all schedules. I know someone. I have a friend who had like a major job interview that she canceled and rescheduled because she, the LOML, her love of her, the love of her life, wanted to meet with her and and go on a date with her. So she rearranged a major job, life changing job interview because of love. did she lose the job and the guy or what ended up happening? Here? I believe she secured the job. Um, secured the guy the lasted job. for a little while, but you know what? There's risk in that. And if, if we're looking for love, we have to be willing to risk. Well, how much do we risk is the question. Like, obviously, if she Depends. went on a feeling, she's mm-hmm. hooked on a feeling. Okay. Yeah. Hi, I'm believing. Yeah. That he's she's a believer. <laughs> you didn't get, did, you get, did you get that joke? Huh? <laughs> I just I just quoted some song lyrics. Oh yeah, I did. Oh, okay, oh, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, because I'm feeling. To, yeah, I am believing. <laughs> we okay. can't sing. That's why we're on talk radio. No, yeah, she took a risk, and I think each individual um, is a different level of risk taker. <laughs> She's a high risk taker. I myself am a high risk taker, but some people don't take such high risks, like Donald Trump. Exactly. I mean, he probably would not. OMG. Uh, um, what what do you what'd you find? Well, we the risk taker actually just texted me. Who's the risk taker? She may want to come on our show. Oh, is this who is this? This is the framer? No, this is not the framer. Who's this? This is none other than our friend Weston. Oh wow, we've been trying to get her on for a while. We sure have. Well, you know what? Before we do that, I want to talk about today's show because today's show 
we have someone coming on that that is very spiritual in nature. Um, his name's Brendan Dilly. He's an author, asset manager, personal trainer, and single father. And he writes a book called Still Breathing, The Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. And he talked, and I was able to read some of his, um, some of this book that he wrote. I actually downloaded the sample, but then it was getting so good that I had to actually buy the book, download it. And I was able to read a good, a good portion of it. And he is crass. I mean, he, he gets down to it. He curses a lot. He gets down to brass tacks. He yeah. doesn't play games. But you know what? The guy's real. And he didn't want to sell out and have the book like edited and put into another version of his own I voice. I love this. I, I respect that so much. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. It's interesting because he talks about how messed up all his relationships were. Like... And how it kind of led him to making some major life decisions. Yeah. And I think, you know, at this point, I think what people write books, they talk about, you know, how they're an expert in something or they, you know, they're doing it all right. But I think it's important to talk to the people who did it all wrong. Of course. You know what I'm saying? It shows that we're human. Yeah. Like humility. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's really important. Exactly. So, Nobody's perfect. Nobody can give the all-powerful advice except for Jack Stedman. So I, yeah. mean, I have a lot of <laughs> respect for Mr. Mr. Dilly. I can't yeah. wait to hear from him. I mean, he's he's like us. He's he uses shock value, which yeah. I really like. I mean, okay, I'm going to talk about this, and you know, I, I do mediumship and the in the you know the intuitive stuff. But there are people who are in this field that are new age. You go to like those new age expos, and they're like their poop doesn't stink, right? Do you know what I'm saying, yes. CJ? I need your I need your I need your love Sorry, here. I'm communicating with our friend. I know, but I need you to talk to me. Okay. So these people, they're like not flawed. Oh, yeah. They're perfect. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he talks about how he doesn't buy those spiritual gurus. Like he's like into the types of spiritual work that we do. Yes. Believing. Yeah. Or admitting that we're flawed and we're not perfect, that we're fallible. And have you ever been to a mind, body, spirit expo? I have not. Tell me more. Do, do you know the kinds of people I'm talking about? Like the crystal healers, the ones that yes. are like the up new in the age. sky. They're on Let their, me heal your soul. I'm, I'm, they're on there an enlightened high horse. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about those people in this book, which I don't know anyone that understands that concept, but I, I think that way. Mm-hmm. And you think that way. Mm-hmm. I don't get along with those people. Right. And Neither he talks, do I. talks about how spirituality is in the trenches. It sure is. And, and getting down and dirty with making mistakes, screwing up. And he even talks about how he got his job after he lost everything. And he thought it was like a resort for, for adults. And it, it happened to end up being a nudist colony. Wow. And so he talks about how his first encounter was with somebody's butthole. This is incredible. <laughs> can we say that on the show? We can we say just that, did. but I can't say the other word. We can't say stuff, but we could say butthole. So when I saw that in the book, I'm like, this guy, like he's got some flavor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to put that word in flavor in the same sentence. Flavor. I, I like it. He is. No, you're right. I mean, he went up. He he's went up. On, spunk. I want to ask him about that situation. Like the butthole situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so yeah. interested in that. Yeah. So this guy seems like he's going to be a great, uh, a great time to, to talk to. So I'm, I'm very, very excited about it. I'm pumped. I mean, he seems yeah. like my kind of guy. He seems straight legit. And today we're going to talk about some codependency in relationships, which is really interesting because Brendan talks a lot about that in his book. And one of the people that is going to be calling in, she's actually on a, on a train to Penn Station right now. So we're hoping that we can get a good reception when, when she calls. The hope would be. That many people don't really understand that a lot of their relationships go into cycles and patterns and that eventually they think that, okay, I can't have a relationship. But what they don't realize are there are two different types of relationships and one is an addictive relationship. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Yeah. The addictive relationship or codependent relationship is it's the relationship that's a drug. It gives the person a wild high. 
usually when the person gets right into it. Uh, they totally ignore the red flags, get caught up. Takes on, yeah, on some highs and lows. Oh, yeah. And it actually, um, in, in brain chemistry, it, it produces the same effect that some drugs would produce on the same areas of your brain. There's research done on this. So it's actually like ingesting a drug or ingesting a chemical that would activate these areas of the brain without taking a drug. Wow. So it's like using drugs without using drugs. But when you're in this type of relationship, you don't. that's all you know that's normal <clears> if you've <throat> had these types of relationships and patterns moving yes, forward. Yes, it, it usually stems from childhood if, it, with people that have grown up in, in situations in homes where they know nothing but unstable relationships and chaos. That's what they're comfortable with. And when they wind up getting into relationships in, in life, when they become unstable and chaotic, they're comfortable with those relationships and they don't want to get out of them. What's more is that people like this attract each other. It's like so they have some normal. sort of built-in energetic yeah. radar that they attract each other. So to them, it's the only relationships they know. Yes, exactly. And if they get okay. into a, a healthy relationship, it's actually very uncomfortable for them and they usually bolt real quick. All right. So this is something we got to get into because I don't think a lot of people really understand these types no, of relationships. No, a lot of people are in them and they have absolutely no awareness whatsoever. Now, the level of unawareness around this is is incredible. Well, we're going to make people aware today. Oh, we sure are. Well, you know what? Before we go, a lot of people have been on Facebook questioning your credibility, yeah, saying, What's, okay. who's this guy? He's a relationship expert and strategist, yeah. but he's not... He's a clown. Let's talk about your credibility. because you nothing but a clown. You have a master's in counseling, don't oh, you? Oh, man, I don't want to talk about this. I just want to clown around. I, but Please it's true. don't tell them that. It's true. <clears throat> you really I'll are admit, the real deal. You're the, the real deal. The fact is that I do, I do possess that degree. I did work okay. in the field. I was in practice as a therapist. I moved out of um, that practice, and now I'm doing dating coaching, strictly dating coaching. And you know what? It's kind of funny because you didn't, when you were engaging in these people who are questioning this, because we have a good sense of humor, Yeah. and we, we clown around. But you do. They're they're saying, oh, you know, we didn't we didn't want to not be humble and put out there. No, you do. And you know what? It's funny because you didn't even argue that point. You know, you didn't even say. But the truth is, I'm going to tell you that C.J. Weston does have a master's in counseling. So for all those who listen to the show that don't really want to believe that there's credibility, we're going to let you know that those letters are real. Yeah, the real letters. But I don't even. I hate letters after names, even mine. Now on the line. We're from Scranton. 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 Nepa. Nepa. That's like, you know, and everyone's Nepa. like, that's where the office is. Well, they don't. Oh, God. Know, we yeah, get so much whatever. of it. Wherever we go, the office is there. Is yeah, it really the there? Office, oh, the, yeah, office. the office. Shut up. Yeah. Like, we the don't Scranton care. The Scranton sign's real. The references are real. But the people are in there. The, the way they're portrayed as characters, Scranton people don't act that way. <clears throat> we, they no. act like we do. That's where they got it wrong. They got yeah. that. Or they got the, the e accent wrong. The they should have got, got more Bow, research on the wow. e accent. I want to go take a walk to the park. And I'm going to have a bottle and give the baby a rattle while she settles down. <laughs> go and, maybe and move make the a, cattle. A kettle of tea. <laughs> cattle call. Yeah, cattle Settle call. down. I'm riding a horse with a saddle. <laughs> and how about the one town is pronounced troop. It's really T-H-R-O-O-P. It's spelled throop. T-H-R-O-P, but the, the pronunciation is troop. If you say throop, people from the area will look at you like you have a million heads. What is... Now, I'm gonna we're going to do a little definition. So, I'm going to say a word in okay. the Scranton language. Like gonna this. You're going to translate. Yes. Fodder. Fodder. <laughs> no, don't tell me what it means in English. Fodder? Yeah. In the Scranton language? Yeah. Father. Oh, all right. Yeah, okay. that's we're the going game semantic. we're playing. Yeah. If father is father. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just as mutter. Tell your mutter I says hello. And it's I says. You tell right. him I says hello. Tray. Tray of pizza. Tray of pizza. And this is a strong point of contention. Yeah. People from the NEPA area 
we use the term tray, not pie. And we're very, we're very serious about it because pizza is baked in a tray. It comes from a tray. It is a tray of pizza. You'll hear your New Yorkers, they will argue with us up and down that it's a pie. But you know what? Who has the pizza capital of the world? We do. We do. Old Forge, yeah. pizza capital of the world. Yeah. Italian. Pie, cherry pie, coconut cream pie, blueberry pie, round pie. That's what a pie is. <laughs> okay. Chocolate pie, peanut butter pie. I could go on forever, but pizza is not a pie. That's right. A lot of people are going to be super angry when they hear this. Yeah. and what I- We have a lot of friends from New York. We have friends in Scranton who are New Yorkers. Scranton is spelled S-C-R-A-N-T-O-N, but yeah. we say Scranton. Or Wilkes-Barre. It's Wilkes-Barre. Not Wilkes-Barre. It's not a ballet. It's not a ballet school. No. It's okay. not a, a Fifth well, Avenue bar. We need to that bring Weston on. Yeah. Weston, can you come on? OMG Weston. What do you think of our Scranton uh, portrayal just there? Do you agree with what we're talking about? Oh, I think it's totally accurate. And you're from Scranton. Yes. How come we have never really met? I, I don't know. I've wondered that a number of times over the years, but I'm glad that we're talking today. Did we go to the same high school? We did. Oh, my goodness. You guys went what to the is, same high school when and did never you graduate? crossed paths. Uh, 97. Oh, see, I graduated in 95, so maybe we didn't, mm-hmm. we weren't in the, in the cafeteria with the lunch ladies together. Separated by two maybe years not. of what we call time. Do you know right, what? So this, this may mean that you are my friend, so. Oh! Whoa, 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 I don't know about this. Chris, Chris collects people, and if I. <laughs> I col- I'm, a, I'm a friend collector, <laughs> like a friend stealer. Kids. Yes, like garbage I, kids. Yes, I monopolize friends. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, he gets so jealous. Like, you would think he would get jealous if a guy's talking to his woman. No. If I friend somebody after he's friends with them. <clears> now, in Scranton, though, let's talk about this. There's friends that I've known before. CJ has met them, okay, mm-hmm. and now they're better friends with him. But he still thinks Hence that they are I'm a, my. No, they're not. My friends. If I met them they're first, my friends. No. Well, who who are you talking? Let's go. Let's take one example. Okay, well, I can't say Who'd the you, name. You could say the first name. Who did you know before me? I can't. You can't because this is a mysterious person. We can't really talk about on the air. Oh, I understand who you're talking about, but yeah. I've known him since childhood. I, yeah, I got the one I went up to on Burger him King on with both him. you and I West. went to the Y with oh, him. Oh, no. Okay. We're, we're, we're talking about the wrong person. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Way to be intuitive. CJ. We'll argue over this later. All right. Weston. OMG yeah. Weston. Now, you and I, we're friends. We went to the I same high school. We're friends. We're going to go get a tray of pizza in Old Forge. We're friends. Okay. Are you guys going to take a stroll through Scranton? No, we don't need the... to take a stroll. What, Why would we take a stroll? Problem? You know where everything is. Where, where would we go to? You could stroll down the 500 block of Lackawanna Avenue, yeah. the restoration. Where the prostitutes are. No, the 500 block is, that's redone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Weston. Yeah, it's looking pretty gorgeous. Yeah. Can we just talk about, because I went back to Scranton. I go back once a month. My family still lives there. And mm-hmm. I was able to run into, and you know, we run into people all the time that there's a script, there's, there's something that we do in Scranton. And I want to see if you do it too. Okay. Especially with God, people who, who went to our high school. It's such a small town. Like, do you do, like, let's say you're walking down the street and you see someone you went to high school with and you don't want to talk to them. It's known (laughs) between both people. We look down and we keep walking because we just don't want to deal with saying hello. And you both know. (laughs) And you both know that you both want to ignore each other. Don't have time for that running. I think I did that more in college, but I really kind of like everybody I went to high school with. So if I saw them on the street, I'd. I'd be pretty psyched. See, she's nice. She's nice. nice. But what about the time? I mean, there's got to be times where you don't have time for a run-in. And you know, if I see that person, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a long run-in. I can't do it right now. No, but CJ, I've definitely seen you do the uh, the walk and text 
to avoid having to uh, look up and talk to somebody. Yeah, it's yeah, happened. You've and, done it. I mean, certain people, like there's some ear chewers that I know are, are going to hold me back for, for 15 yep. to 30. So, I, yeah, I've got to do it. It's, you know, I mean, nothing personal, but I, it's the type of person. It's like that person who calls you and you know they're going to keep you on for 45 minutes. Yeah. So you can't take their call. Yeah, that's true. You got to yeah, schedule. Well, Weston, I was back yeah. in, in, in Scranton and we went out for dinner. And when I walked into the bar, I, I saw someone that I hadn't seen in like 15 years who was like the ex-girlfriend of my current boyfriend 15 years ago. That's totally weird. And it was like, she's like, I know you. And he's like, I know you. And then like CJ's best friends with the guy she's now engaged to. And we're sitting across the table. Whereas like 15 years ago, we didn't even want to speak because we, you know, we're, yeah. it was kind of weird, but not weird in Scranton. It just and her mom that way. Is, has been my hairstylist for seven yes. years. Yes. Oh. No so I was like, she's like, how do I know you? And I'm like, well, let me tell you. So then she tells us about you and uh-huh. says that you have, intu- and this shows about intuition. It's about, you know, intuitive abilities. She says and to you, she says. She says to you, to me. That you mm-hmm. have psychically matched two couples who are now getting married. Is this true? That you have this yeah. ability to know when, when couples will work out. Can you tell I us the, the story of how you matched this woman uh, that you saw the Facebook post or something? How did this, like, it was like a moment in time that this happened and you matched them and then they both had bad rela- relationships up to this point, is what she told me. Right. Um, and and I want to know what, what, what happened during this. Can you tell us the story? Can you kind of give us a rundown? I mean, I think that I've always kind of been really good at the matchmaking thing. I just, I really enjoy it. I kind of just, I, you know, I mean, you know, Marissa, you get like a sense about people. And I think yeah. that a lot of people, when they try to do matchmaking, they, uh, they just look at two people and they're like, oh, you're both single. You'd be perfect for each other. But I mean, that's so not what the whole thing is. So when you see people and you think that they would have more in common with each other, that you kind of, you get, you sense that their energies would mesh well. That's always kind of been a, a thing for me. I've set up one couple that was that is married already, uh, one couple that's getting married this year, and we have a baby on the way too. So it's been really fun. Do you think maybe you'd want to do this for a career at some point? If I mean, it sounds like you got to come on here and intuitively match some people. Yeah, this is a real intuitate. This is you what intuitate's about. You're the intuitate matchmaker. <laughs> I think it's so much fun, and I mean, obviously, you know, we have. Two people uh, who are getting married this year and two people who got married a couple of years ago. We have a baby on the way. Like, it's just, it's awesome. So tell me about one story that you think is the best, better one of the two. So when I was living in Colorado, I, I, w- I was uh, trying Match.com, which I know CJ has a, a kind of an aversion to. And I, I agree with it because I get the whole, you know, you're avoiding fate aspect. Fate. But I think that this story kind of backs up why Match.com can work fate-wise, but maybe just not in the way that you're thinking of initially. So anyway, so I was doing a match.com and I went on one date with one guy and I thought he was really nice. So we went out twice more. And then I was like, I just, I don't think that this is going to work out with us. This is not really, you know, energy wise, but I thought he'd be a really good friend or a really good match for my friend Lauren. So I called Lauren and I said, you know, I've been going out with this guy a couple of times. I think he's really nice, but not for me, but I think that you guys might hit it off. And so they went out and they moved in a couple months later. And then, uh, Last year, they got married out in Colorado. So what happened in that moment? You just had a feeling like this is going to, you just, what came over you? Was it a, was it a feeling in your stomach? Was it just a, a vision? How did you get the information? They just, they had a ton of stuff in common. They had much more stuff in common than you and I did. 
And so when I did the introductory email between the two of them, I was kind of like rattling things off that they had in common. And even after that, Lauren called me and she was like, this is hilarious. This introduction with the two of us. And I was like, I forgot at least 10 more things that you guys totally match on. So they were just a really good fit. Wow. Great. That's awesome. And, and you, just, you, and, and you did this. it and you did it again a second time on social yeah. media. You saw a post. With my best friend. Yeah. With, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he his is best friend. And he is he's my friend. And, and he's hard to match up because I've known him for he years, is. too. Yeah. And yeah. She, she told me she had just, she collected all these things from ex-boyfriends and she finally threw it over a bridge like a couple days before. <laughs> and then she was like done dating. And then you saw, she randomly posted on Facebook and you saw her post and then had this vision of the two of them and set them up and the rest is history. Now they're having a baby. I, she had a premonition. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like I was hanging out with DJ's best friend. And we were just, it was like a lazy Sunday. We were just hanging out, watching television. And I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw uh, this girl's post. And this guy and I had just been talking about, you know, we were both single. We were kind of just dealing with, you know, relationship nonsense. And and we were just kind of, you know, bemoaning the fact that we weren't finding anybody. And the dating scene around this town is a little bit lacking. And, and then as I was going through Facebook, I just saw this post. And I looked over at him and I was like, why have I never thought of this before? Because you guys are perfect together. And yeah, now they're getting married and having a baby. Wow. Well, we Just need like to bring, we need to bring you magic. in the studio at some point so we can actually have yeah, some of our really couples come in and here. see if you, uh, we're, I'm going to test your intuition. Come in and we're going <laughs> to, we're yeah. going to go out and we're going to do this. Here's the thing, Weston, and this is a, a personal grudge that I'm holding. She has grudge, other, she, well, she's got other single friends and she refuses to set me up with well, them. Well, because she's not, not a good for, fit for see? you. You got to trust her. She's got a hundred percent accuracy rate. I think, th- right? I think that's up to me and the person. No, because you, no. well, we know, we know when you think something's for you and then you pursue it for two and a half years. Weston knows the LOML, like the LOML for Evs, and she won't expose okay. her to well, me. Well, we need to get to our, our next guest. All right, all right. Okay, all right. Weston, we're Weston, gonna, we're so gonna call you and have you back on the show again. We appreciate right. Thanks that. Thanks for having me on, guys. You're doing a great job. Okay, OMG, have a thank great day. you. Okay, before I announce our next our next guy here, I want to talk a little about him. Brendan Dilly. I found him on Twitter, and he is a public speaker, author, asset manager, personal trainer, and single dad. And he's an insightful and entertaining speaker. Brendan Dilly captivates audiences with his humorous, heartfelt, and often unfiltered anecdotes. So he'd, he'd fit well with us. He sure would. He would. Our, artfully connecting the dots between real-world experiences and his sometimes complex or controversial ideas. He wrote Still Breathing, the, wi- the Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. I downloaded the sample. I couldn't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. I had to get more in the bathtub. I'm sitting there. I'm like, this guy... First of all, I thought he was whacked. I was like, oh, my God, this guy is angry, but I loved it. Yeah. I couldn't get more. We understand that. We're, we're just as blunt a- as he is. This is what we're about. And I was like, I got to keep going. And what I really like about him is is that he didn't sell out and have somebody else rewrite his voice into his books. I no, feel the he same totally way. unedited, unscripted, went all the way. We all go all the way. Of course. So I'm going to I'm going to bring Brendan on and we're going to play a little game. Brendan. Yes, I'm one. I'm of, here. Hi, hello, Brendan. I'm How one of those doing? spiritual people you talk about in your book that aren't like all the others. What was that? You know, the spiritual gurus that are like all high and mighty, and not like that either. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Chris is not on an enlightenment high no, horse. No, I'm going to give you a word, Brendan, and I want you to tell me what first comes to mind. Okay, butthole. <laughs> 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 ah, you can think you, you shot people? I can do it right back. Butthole. Yeah, tell uh, us about that. 
You know, you know, you know somebody read your book when they can when they can say that, huh? Yeah, it's, uh, it, you know what's funny is it's almost the, it's the very first thing that almost every interview wants to ask me about is that story. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, well, I have to tell our our listeners what that was about. Actually, it's your book, so why don't you tell you why don't you explain what what that was about? Because I think it's a hilarious part of your book. Oh, um, yeah. When I was pretty much at my lowest point ever during the uh, summer of two thousand nine, I had uh, I was scrambling for work, and I had just went through a really nasty separation. And the only job I was able to get was as a waiter at a clothing optional resort. Clothing optional. And, wow. <laughs> so my first day on the job, I uh, I was asked to take some drinks out to the pool. And as I was heading out there, you know, I was not very comfortable with this situation, first of all. I had not uh, gotten accustomed to all the, the naked people and just the in, environment in general. So I was trying to, to look down at the ground. But unfortunately, because the way the pool was laid out, as I was heading towards the woman that I was taking drinks to, she was laying face down, completely spread eagle. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and the first thing I, I saw when I actually reached where she was laying was, uh, <laughs> was her bottle. <butthole>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you you have many different words in that paragraph to describe it. And you actually oh, yeah. go into detail. And I just, that's like our sense of humor. And, How, and it was I mean, just great. I can only imagine writing a descriptive para- <laughs> paragraph on a butthole. Something about I'm a star- try it later. Calling it star kissed. Yeah, I call it her chocolate starfish. Starfish, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> wow. Star kissed, I think, is even like like fairy dust, like star kissed. Yeah. Yeah. It's. <laughs> So you know what else I, I noticed in your book that that was really captivating to me is I haven't heard anyone mention Florence Shovel's Shin in any uh, circles. Uh, she's somebody that I really relate to, and mm-hmm. the fact that you you know mentioned her in in your book, and she's a you know a metaphysician from like a long long time ago that that was way before her time as a modern woman. You know what I mean? She was mm-hmm. she had a lot of different aspects on spirituality uh, that she brought to the table what was it like more like a like 7500 years ago oh uh yeah i believe uh, her book was initially published i want to say in the late 40s and uh, early 50s so yeah she was she's an incredible lady her book in particular uh, uh the wisdom and teachings of florence scoville shin is actually where por- a portion of the uh of my book came from and uh, it was like the complete wisdom of florence scoville shin or something like that yeah and that, that was kind of her title you know the it was kind of an interesting story that where the title of my book still breathing is actually a, you know, comes from a song by Tupac Shakur breathing. And then, and then the second, uh, second portion of the the title comes from Florence Fulvel Shin. And that was kind of my influences, which is really an interesting kind of combination. And that's certainly something I don't hide. uh, I'm not an an angry guy by any stretch of the imagination, but I am a very aggressive and, and, and straight yes. to the point guy. Yes. Uh, that being said, it doesn't mean you can't be spiritual or you can't, you know, be soft and thoughtful. And so I do my best to try to blend a little bit of uh, a, bl- a little bit of those kind of uh, personality traits yeah. just for my own personality. So. That's what I like about you because I'm like the same way. People are like, oh, she's so spiritual. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't meet me when I'm just joking around with my friends and, and things I say. And I'm like, I'm just a regular person. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I do. I actually have a hard time when I go to the, like those mind, body, spirit fairs and everyone's like, 
all up in the clouds and wearing all these outfits. And I'm just like, I can't deal with it. It's just too much. Yeah, you know? no, I mean, and, that, and that's the thing is, um, uh, you know, as the, as the book continues to take off and as the, you know, I get out there and I do more interviews, what people are going to find out about me is there's not many that haven't been around. Like most of the authors that many of us kind of grew up on as far as self-help go and personal growth and spirituality, I've either met them, seen them speak live or, read their books, but I, I, I'm kind of, I was a self-help junkie because my mom was a motivational speaker and author. Yeah. And so I've been around the game since I was about 11. And one of the things that I absolutely had a, a real issue with was the authenticity of it all. And then the, the lack of sincerity from um, a large portion of those that were up there kind of, you know, talking. And on more than one occasion, I've seen highly respected authors and speakers walk right off stage. And the first question they ask, after crying on stage is how many units did I move? How many, how many, uh, you know, tapes did I sell or whatever? Wow. And so I basically kind of was like, all right, I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to basically launch a full on assault <laughs> and they can all just deal with me. Cause now, you know, I know that particular aspect of business. And I also, um, you know, have been kind of honing my own skills and perfecting my own craft as far as what I feel is, uh, you know, a, a very practical way to live your life. And I think that's, that's really a big thing for me as far as, far as the book was concerned was uh, writing something that offered a ton of value and practicality versus just uh, really esoteric ideas. So we, we were talking about the beginning of the show. I know you didn't get a chance to hear what we were talking about, but codependent relationships and how people don't know that they're in them. And it's just kind of like the norm for them. They grew up with chaos or they're, they're used to chaos and they attract each other. And I know in your book, you've had, you have three children two different mothers, two different ex-wives. And then you were talking about the love of your life going out of your life. And I kind of like, I actually read this whole thing and I was like, wow, this guy's been through hell when it came to relationships. Um, has that gotten better for you? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I guess one of my theories that I really hold dear and, and kind of true. And one of, one of the truths for me has been that I think a lot of people, um, they lack purpose in other aspects of their lives. And so that they, they use, relationships and dating as a form of uh, self-identification. And so it stops being about finding a partner, more of being uh, about just not being alone and, and being able to identify yourself. And so there's a lot of men and women, I think they either enter into relationships because they simply don't have a, another purpose that they're passionate about and, or they, they do it because they just simply can't handle being alone. Um, and for me, the reason I think that I got sucked into the, to that type of maybe uh cycle for myself was, you know, I'm, I'm good at dating. <laughs> yeah. I'm like really good at it. Like getting in a relationship and being romantic and all that other stuff is like not hard. And it was never difficult for me. And part of that is because of, I am a highly intuitive person. When I'm on a date, I can't even name the last time I ever had a bad first date. They usually are really fun. And it's uh it's an easy process for me. Unfortunately, you know, when you're younger, and you're you're tying in these elements of your intuition while on dates and you're a dude and you're like, obviously, there's other things that play. We have this thing called testosterone that's really going to clutter your mind. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think I always made the best decisions in regards to tying those gifts together. At this point for me, I am so, I think, uh, maybe focused right now on other facets of my life and my purpose has grown so much and my far as what I feel is my calling in life. And so I really don't participate right now. I'm, I'm kind of like if a relationship comes along that is, that adds to my life and really 
is is something that's unique and special, I'll take you know I'll, I'll definitely give it a sincere look and 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 you know make an effort. But when it comes to dating, it's I, I just do not play any games. Like a lot of the stuff that people try to do in in, in relationships and look past, I absolutely will not even play. And what you don't kind of stuff like, yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, what do you what kind of well, stuff do you mean? I'll give you a perfect example. Um, you know, because I get tons. Obviously, you guys can imagine the amount of you know I have fifty thousand followers on Twitter, so you can imagine the amount of dating questions I get on a given day. But I'll get stuff like people asking about, oh, hey, this guy's not answering my text. What should I do? You know, hey, this girl, you know, I. I went out with her a couple of times and now she's kind of, she's flighty or whatever. And I'm just like, I don't do any of that. Like I flat out won't do it. I text you once. And if I know you got it and you just chose to ignore me, you're done. Yeah. Nice. Like you're okay. li- nice. you're, you're literally done. Yeah. Like next you're deleted from the phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. But you know what? After being through what you went through, I would say right. that you got to be like that, Absolutely. you know? And you know what bothered me about one story in your book? It really like, like bothered me was that, you had to make a choice. You had to make a choice. You had the love of your life and your ex-wife would not let you see your son uh, if you continued connection with this woman who you felt was the love of your life and you kind of had to let her go. And mm-hmm. and I'm like, why not now? Like, why can't you call her back and just be like, okay, time has gone by. I'm back and, you know, able to date. Like, why can't you guys reconnect if, if you guys are meant to be? You know what I mean? Oh, we're clearly obviously not meant to be, but uh, I actually did reconnect with her. I did after... After I got my son uh, back, her and I, I, I basically you know, filed for divorce. And my first, you know, thing, you know, thing to do was I wrote this woman an email because I was reaching out to her, and um, and it was just too much. She couldn't handle it. It was, uh, I think, there was too much pain there from from when we had broken up. And then right at the exact same time, I started to see her again was when my ex wife uh, actually kidnapped my son and disappeared for three months. Oh, jeez. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I had to fight every single day, literally going down to court, filing an emergency uh, filings and stuff like that. And thankfully, after you know about three months, I got him back, and uh, she unfortunately was convicted of a crime, and that was kind of that. And we're all we're all good now, but uh, at the time it was real chaos. And and for me also, when it comes to love and relationships, I am so basically committed to my faith in the universe as far as that's concerned, and so. I'll put forth the effort, and if it's reciprocated, then we can do our thing and we can grow. Mm-hmm. If it's not reciprocated or there's there's that uh, apprehension mm-hmm. and, and it starts to feel like real, like I'm forcing something again, I back way off. And yep. what happened with her and I was it just she came back. She couldn't handle it. There was a ton of other drama that was going on, and, and I was basically just repeating the same things I had done previously in my life, which is allowing a a relationship and a romance to completely dominate my life and take me away from my purpose and, and what wow. I'm supposed to be doing. Well, I'm and glad, so, I'm glad you got to play that out just so there weren't any unanswered questions for you and no. that, but um, I would like to, you know, to, we have to actually, we only have a couple minutes left of the show, but I could talk to you for another half hour. Really. Um, <laughs> you're great. Uh, what would you like to say about your book and about the highlights and what, what would you like our audience to know about your book and how to get it? Whatever you'd like to say, please, by all means, do so. Yeah, um, absolutely. I guess the thing I would want you, for people to understand about the book is it's completely authentic. Obviously, it's not it's not going to be like any other book that anybody's going to grab. I can't, you know, uh, you can go in Barnes and Nobles and search for two hours and never find it something else that's even similarly written the way this is. And uh, and I did that on purpose. I really didn't want to alienate my audience. It's going to sound more like a conversation if you you know listen to me on this radio interview right now. And then read the book. It's gonna basically read exactly the same way, right? Um, except, except with a lot more curse words. <laughs> so, 
the book is available at Amazon.com. Still breathing the wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. Um, if you are not real sure about it yet, you can certainly follow me on Twitter at HubLife, H-U-B-L-I-F-E. And, and on Twitter, we, uh, we regularly post excerpts from the book and complete pages and stuff. So you can kind of get a feel for what I'm about. But, uh, I really, my, my goal is really to try to reach, uh, people that maybe haven't really opened their eyes to self-help before or perhaps have and been around personal growth and dating and things like this, but haven't, uh, you know, have maybe like not found the practicality of other, other, you know, teachers or authors and, and hopefully have something for them. So. Great. Well, I, I, we really enjoyed having you come on the show and I hope that we can have you back at some point. Absolutely, you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. I really had fun talking with you. All thank right. You, thank Brennan. you to Brendan Dilley. And we hope that you order his book. Go to Amazon.com or check him out on Twitter at Hub Life. And that was interesting, huh? That was fantastic. Yeah, he was great. I love his approach. I yeah. love his approach. It sounds like in, in dating and relationships, he lets go of, of control and he leaves it to fate. Yeah. And if you read some of his uh, relationship history, is bad. I mean, like the things that he, been, he has been through. And we talk about breaking that cycle all the time. And actually, it's so hard for people in this lifetime to break their pattern of relationships. And he seems like sure he's done it. But yeah. it takes clear boundaries is what he was talking about. Absolutely. It takes establishing boundaries and that's so difficult to do, especially for people who are in these addictive codependent relationships. Yeah. Usually they stem from a lot of childhood abandonment and people with abandonment issues. They fear further, you know, throughout their lives that people are going to leave them. So as a result of that, they have a hard time setting boundaries out of the fear of he's going to leave them. See, that's where the MS comes in. Yeah, 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 yeah see? MS. So, <laughs> so, we actually, I could keep, keep talking about this, but you know what? We have to go. Mm-hmm. And we hope that you will tune in to next week at Intuidate Radio. Right. Medium Marissa Liza Pell, an intuitive strategist and dating expert and Guy with everything. letters after his name, CJ yes. Weston. All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs>